Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from a throwaway account. It says, I, 29 male, think that my girlfriend, 26 female, is only with me because she can't be with her best friend, 26 male. Should I just end the relationship? Sorry for the long post. I didn't realize how much I had to say until I got it all typed out. Thanks in advance to anyone who reads all this. I've been with my girlfriend, Jordan, for a little over two years. We live together and we have two cats. Up until this weekend, I genuinely thought everything was perfect in our relationship, which I know is what everyone says in these posts. I really was thinking that I was going to ask her to marry me sometime in the next year. We don't ever get into arguments. Jordan is very sweet and easygoing, and normally we just mesh well on everything. Honestly, if everything in our relationship hadn't been so good up until now, I probably would have just broken up with her this weekend. But because things have truly been so perfect, I'm not sure if maybe I'm jumping to the wrong conclusion about what to do because of my feelings got hurt. The other person who's important in this story is Jordan's friend, Mark. She's known Mark for their whole lives because they both grew up in the same small religious community. Jordan isn't a part of that religion anymore. She decided to leave the church when she was, I think, 19 and moved to the state that we live in now. Mark is still in the religion and apparently takes it really seriously. I'm told he now works for the church back in Jordan's hometown. Also, as far as I know, Mark is the only person from the religious community that Jordan still talks to besides her parents, which I'm mentioning because I now think it could be a red flag. So on Saturday, I met Mark for the first time because he was in our city and Jordan wanted us all to have dinner together. At this point, I want to say, I will admit that when we were first dating, I found out that Jordan had a best friend who was a guy. I didn't really like it especially because it seemed like they were on FaceTime with each other a lot. But since it was a childhood friend and they mostly didn't see each other in person, I just trusted Jordan that Mark was only a friend and didn't let it bother me. And eventually I got over it. So when we were going to dinner, I wasn't jealous or suspicious of Mark at all. If anything, I was somewhat excited to be finally meeting him since I've been hearing about him for two years. But then the way Jordan and Mark acted at dinner is what convinced me that there's something going on there other than just being best friends. I honestly don't even know how to describe it except to say that I've never seen two people act more obviously like they're in love with each other. They literally would not stop touching each other. They were constantly touching each other's arms and shoulders and at some points they were actually even holding hands. They completely left me out of the conversation and were laughing about inside jokes. And every time they'd laugh, they'd do this thing where they put their foreheads together or that was when they'd be holding hands. And then also they were looking at each other in a way that I didn't feel comfortable with at all. It was honestly even worse than the touching. It just wasn't how anyone would look at somebody they're supposedly just friends with. I'm 100% sure that every stranger looking at our table thought that Jordan and Mark were the couple and that I was her brother or something. I 
felt like a third wheel the whole time and Jordan didn't even notice how awkward she was making it for me because she was way too focused on Mark and all the attention she was getting from him. And that's not really like Jordan at all. Usually she's a lot more considerate and would notice immediately if I wasn't having a good time or if she was accidentally being rude and excluding someone at the table. So it was genuinely really jarring to be sitting there with her and Mark and basically feeling like I didn't know my girlfriend at all. It was like he turned her into a completely different person who didn't even care that I was alive. So finally at one point when Jordan got up to go to the bathroom, I just said to Mark, so are you into my girl or what's going on here? He said, nothing's going on at all. That ship sailed a long time ago. He said, what does that mean? Did you guys date at some point? He said, no, we never did. And then when she left the church, we both knew it meant that we were never going to. We've accepted being in each other's lives as friends. There's nothing else going on at all. I said, that makes it sound like the only reason you are not together is because she left the church. And all Mark did was shrug. Well, what if she came back to the church? Would you marry her? He said, oh, she's not going to do that. You might as well ask what would happen if a bicycle had six tires. And so then Jordan came back to the table. Mark said to her, Opie wants to know if we'd be married if you weren't a godless heathen. Jordan said, why? Did you two call your mum while I was gone? And then she and Mark both just laughed about it and changed the subject. So because of dinner and that conversation and everything else that I've written about in this post, I really feel like Jordan and Mark are in love with each other and not just best friends like they say. And the only reason they aren't together is because they can't compromise about their religion. I think Jordan thinks because she's okay with that decision, she expects me to be okay with being her second choice. And in the meantime, she's actually secretly wanting to be with Mark. So that makes me think I should probably obviously just have self-respect and break up with her because I shouldn't be in a relationship with someone who'd rather be with somebody else. But then the problem for me is that our relationship has been so perfect and Jordan has always treated me so well, except for this one night. The only time she's ever acted like this was on the one occasion that Mark was around in person. Normally, even when she's talking to him, all the time, she's never made me feel this way. So on the one hand, I'm wondering if maybe it doesn't matter what Jordan's feelings are for Mark. As long as he isn't going to be around, it doesn't actually seem to affect our relationship. Maybe I just need to cool off and go back to trusting her, but they are indeed only friends even if it seems to be true that they have complicated feelings for each other, or should I just end things? Now, a lot of that didn't feel right to me where they're touching heads, the holding hands, I mean, come on, man. And the fact that Mark isn't answering the question and he's dodging what you're saying, it, it sort of gave you the answer anyway. And, you know, regardless of all the strangeness as well, they, they basically third-wheeled you in your own relationship and that's just really disrespectful to me. And I'd certainly be taking a step back and looking at this relationship a lot more because it seems really strange. And I can certainly see myself checking out of that relationship. But R. Mikowski says, what did Jordan say about all this when you two gone home and had a private discussion? Obi says, we didn't talk about it again. I've just been trying to weigh things out on my own for the last few days. I wasn't sure how I should try to talk to her about it or if that was the best idea. Someone says to OP, touching foreheads and holding hands. I mean, the rest of it is over the line, but maybe excusable in some way. But this, I don't know how you didn't say something when it happened. It just seems so bizarre to me for friends to do that. It has to be something more. It just doesn't make any sense otherwise. No matter how you try and view it, maybe they think of each other as the one that got away. Maybe some kind of tragic Romeo and Juliet, right person, wrong circumstances kind of thing. What I really think is that at least 
This will happen every time Mark makes an appearance in your lives, and at worst, you'll always be second to him, whether he's there or not. Craig says, it's perfectly fine that they're friends, but good God, dude. All the little touching, hand-holding, staring longingly into each other's eyes and rubbing their foreheads together and right in front of you. That is not okay. You have to address the issue and make a decision based on how you feel about her response. Maybe it's not as bad as it sounds. However, you sound like a placeholder for Mark based on what you described. Unless you are fine with that, then knock yourself out. Faraway says, why didn't you speak up during the meal? I grew up with a girl for a best friend and I'm a guy, ages three to 16 or so. We were basically inseparable. While that called in high school, we've always been good friends. We have families now and I still see each other fairly often. And we never headbutt, hold hands or look at each other lovingly or whatever. Should have called it out when they were together. Opie says, I don't really know why I didn't say anything. I guess at first I thought she was just excited to be seeing her friend and I was getting jealous over nothing. But then by the time I was definitely sure that things were weird, I don't know why I didn't. I guess I just knew I was getting upset and I didn't want to say anything to Jordan that was going to start a fight. When I did say something to Mark, I didn't even mean to. It just came out. Idri says she's obviously carrying a torch that will never go out. If knowing you're a runner-up is something you can live with, give it a shot, but two years isn't long and there's lots of years left. If something changes later and an opportunity opens up, she'd go running. Opie quotes that last bit and says, That's the big thing that scares me because I do think that I could maybe live with the fact that there was someone else before me and that she eventually did choose me over him. But then I think what could happen if Mark decided that he was going to ever leave the church like Jordan did, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen from the way they both talk about it, but then I know I'm a different person now at 29 than when I was 26, so it's not impossible for him to change his mind. And then if that really was the only reason that Jordan was with me, of course she'd leave to go be with him like she always wanted. And one more comment from Poku says it's perfectly valid. You feel like the only reason she is with you is because her one is someone she'll never have. But then doubts just keep creeping up. What if he leaves the church suddenly and what if she joins back? What if they decide to fuck it and run away? And that's honestly no way to live. Honestly, I think you're a better person than me. At least way more patient. I would have made a freaking scene if my partner was touching foreheads while holding their hands. That alone is breakup worthy, I'd say. Opie says I do feel like I kind of lost my cool a little bit when Jordan left the table because I really didn't mean to say anything to Mark at all but it just kind of came out because I was pretty upset by that point. That moment was the closest I've ever been to considering breaking up with her. So Opie comes in with her update and says I talked to Jordan on Wednesday night. The TLDR update to the situation is that I didn't break up with her. After we talked about everything I feel like that would be too much of an overreaction for what's actually going on. I do still think I was right to be upset about what I saw happening at dinner on Saturday and Jordan didn't disagree with me about that. I think I did jump on the wrong conclusion that it meant that she secretly actually wanted to be with Mark more than she wants to be with me. Now that we've talked it out, I don't think there's a reason to end what's otherwise the best relationship I've ever had and I'm glad I didn't just immediately trust my instincts because there was more going on with the situation I didn't really understand that Jordan has since told me. And now I feel like she can be given some grace in the situation assuming nothing like this ever happens again so thanks for the advice especially for everyone who told me to just talk to her before i made a big decision so when we talked i decided to take the main piece of advice that i got from everyone I'll start by telling jordan that my feelings were hurt by the way she treated me hold up what was that 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. At dinner with Mark, then see how the conversation went from there. It turned into a very long talk, so I don't want to try to remember the exact quotes and get them wrong, but here are the important things. I repeated to Jordan some of what I wrote in the post and said I felt excluded by her and Mark especially because they were being overly touchy-feely with each other to the point where it made me uncomfortable. Jordan seemed surprised, like she didn't even notice that she and Mark were touching each other that much. Then she thought about it and said I was right and apologized. She said that Mark is always really touchy with everybody and not just her. I asked, and though she didn't even think about it. But then she wished I would have just said something at the time because she didn't realize they were being that obnoxious. I said that was the part of what bothered me. Because I thought that normally she would have noticed something like that, but she was acting so different around Mark and not paying attention to anything else, including how I was feeling. It was honestly just made me question which one of us she cared about more, or if she cared about him as more than just a friend. Gordon apologized more and said she could understand why it looked that way to me, but that she loves me and cares more about me than anyone else in the world, and that she didn't mean to act like that or make me feel that way. She said she was trying to not make Mark feel like a third wheel because of being a single guy out with a couple, but obviously it backfired and just made me feel like a third wheel instead, which wasn't what she wanted to do either. After that, Jordan explained a lot to me about her history with Mark and basically as she explained it, she said that she fully admits she cares about him as more than just a normal friend, but she says that's not in a romantic way. She said that's why she specifically refers to him as her best friend and not just her friend and said she would use the phrase, he's like my brother, if it weren't for the fact that she once had an actual brother, rest in peace. So she won't use that phrasing for anyone else. According to Jordan, the main thing that happened to make her and Mark so close was that when she was 17, she tried to kill herself. And that was actually when everyone else in the community stopped talking to her and Mark was the only person who didn't. For the next couple of years until she moved, he was literally her only friend. And she said that he checked on her every single day to make sure she stayed alive, which is also when they got into the habit of talking on the phone so much. And also apparently during this time, Mark's parents thought they were dating and made a big deal how they shouldn't be. And that's why she made that remark during dinner. Apparently calling Jordan a godless heathen is something that Mark's mum said. I did tell Jordan that Mark basically said to me that he thought the two of them would be married if she had stayed in the church. And I asked her if she thinks that maybe Mark is in love with her even if she doesn't feel the same way. She said definitely not. I don't think she was being dishonest. I really don't agree with her, but I think she genuinely believes Mark isn't into her in any way, apart from friendship. Her opinion of the situation is that she also thinks she and Mark would eventually have gotten married if she had never left the church or moved. 
but from her perspective, it would have been more because of peer pressure than anything else. And she doesn't think it would necessarily have been a good thing. She thinks Mark was just being honest about that. And that possibly from his perspective, he thinks he and Jordan would have made a good couple. But he's probably thinking that because he just assumes that in that scenario, he'd be the perfect church wife. There's no reason why they wouldn't be a good couple. But then the big thing that happened at the end of the conversation is that Jordan told me that Mark is coming back through our city on his way home from this trip. And so she was going to invite him to hang out with the two of us again. But she said that if I'm going to be uncomfortable with him around, then she won't ask him. A lot of people were saying that if she didn't offer to cut contact with him or to cut down on contact with him, it meant that she valued him over me. So the fact that she brought it up on her own, that she wouldn't invite him to dinner with us again because I didn't like it, seemed like a really good sign to me. Based on everything else that she said, I do understand why she didn't offer to totally stop being friends with him. And I wouldn't expect her to after what she told me about what happened when she was a teenager. So now I'm deciding to take Jordan's word for it. Although she and Mark are weirdly close, it's for reasons that she explained to me, and not because she's in love with him. I think the fact that she was immediately apologetic instead of defensive was good. And the way she explained everything did make sense to me. I don't necessarily trust Mark, but I do think I can trust Jordan. I'm going to watch and see if it seems like she's still talking to him as much as she used to, or if anything changes or sounds different. I'm not going to be controlling and tell her that she can't talk to him or that she has to talk to him less, but I want to see if me talking to her about all of this causes her to act any differently at all. I'm kind of thinking she might realize on her own that the way Mark acts towards her actually does seem like he likes her as more than a friend, now that I've brought it up, but I don't know. It could be that things just go back to exactly as they were before. I won't know if anything has actually changed until the next time Mark is around in person. I don't think that's something I should keep worrying about before it happens. So after this, Pixel Spartan says to OP, they said, OP, did she acknowledge that the touching by her was inappropriate? I do not see how she could not have recognized how touchy they were and her lack of physical touch with you. Like many others have said, I'm not sure Jordan was being completely honest with you. Did you ask her how she would have felt in a reverse situation? If the three of you meet again, you might want to think about excusing yourself to go to the bathroom or something during the meal and instead hide and film their interaction while you are gone. If Jordan changes how she interacts when you are not there, I say to capture it on your phone because then you have it to show it to her if you break up. If she interacts appropriately while you are gone, then she may have gotten the message. She should also start limiting her interactions with him, phone and text, because that relationship is not healthy and no SO should have to deal with that if you two get married, it needs to be dealt with now. Opie does reply to that comment in a second, but that did make me chuckle that. Can you imagine how bizarre that situation would be that you got your phone out in a restaurant and you're hiding around some corner <laughs> trying to film this? What the hell? But Opie does respond to that comment and says she did acknowledge that all the touching was inappropriate, yes. And she actually thought back on how much they were doing it and how over the top it was. She was embarrassed and realized she shouldn't have started acting like that just because Mark makes it seem normal. I didn't ask her how she'd feel in the reverse situation because it seemed like she got it immediately as soon as I told her how it made me feel. If the three of us are ever together again, I'll definitely be watching everything, but I don't think there's a chance of that happening for a while. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from a throwaway wedding cake who says, Am I the Arsehole for sending my future sister-in-law to my future mother-in-law's place after she refused to pay for the wedding cake samples she and her friends ate? 
I, 27 female, and my fiance, Leo, not Mark, thank goodness, 27 male, decided to let my future sister-in-law, Maya, 32 female, stay at our house because she needed space from her husband due to some relationship struggles they're having. Leo and I had gotten wedding cake samples from an expensive bakery specializing in wedding cakes. We planned to test them along with Maya after we finished up some other wedding plans yesterday. However, when I came home from work to see Leo yelling at Maya, the box the samples came in were wide open on the living room table and Maya arguing with him. I asked what was happening and Leo angrily told me that while we were both at work, Maya had some friends over and they ended up eating almost all of our cake samples. I was shocked and asked Maya why the hell she would do something like that. Maya said that she needed a pick-me-up from what she was going through with her husband and invited her friends over to comfort her, which turned into them eating the cake samples after one of her friends noticed the box on our kitchen counter. My shock turned into anger and Maya tried to defend herself by saying it was just cake. I told her that if it was just cake, then she would have no problem replacing it. Maya refused because the price was way too expensive for something that tasted shitty anyways. Leo backed me up on having Maya pay to replace it and we argued until I said that if Maya can't cough up the money and she has to stay at my future mother-in-law's house because there's no way I was having someone so disrespectful in my house. Maya thought I was bluffing until Leo repeated my sentiment and went to go pack her things in a huff. When she came back out, I handed her some cash for gas and told her to get the hell out. Presumably after Maya got to her mum's house, my future mother-in-law called me to scold me about kicking Maya out and that I was cruel to do that to her in a time of need. Also, future mother-in-law was also irritated that I sent Maya her way since she had let Maya into the liquor cabinet and ended up drinking some expensive whiskey that belonged to my future father-in-law. So now they're arguing about that. I love mother-in-law's response there. How dare you kick her out in a time of need and send her my way because now she's stealing my shit. <laughs> Absolutely not the asshole in this situation at all. Cheeky so-and-so. Your little Ruth says, not the asshole. You did exactly the right thing. I'm glad to see that your fiancé backed you up. Maya's parents are at last learning the way they have raised someone who has no problem in the comment across out stealing, but it is stealing, eating or drinking other people's stuff without asking. It's their job to deal with her. Selfie Kupo says, not the asshole. You are not required to house someone who shows you no respect. And I'm loving that future mother-in-law is mad at you when her daughter did the same damn things to her. He was such a brat for sending my daughter here for theft, allowing her to steal from me. Take her back forthwith as punishment for your bad behavior. And one more comment from Loving Life at My Age who says you did exactly the right thing. I think we can all realize why she's having issues at her home if she's so obviously entitled. Mother-in-law is pissed because you've dumped her daughter on her. It's up to mother-in-law to kick her out now. Not the asshole. don't let her back in. But now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? How would you deal with it if it was you? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. I personally don't think that drama is going to end, you know, as it gets closer to the wedding. Are they invited? Is mother-in-law going to be invited? No, it could all go pear-shaped, couldn't it? But let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories, your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved and hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love.
maker. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Okay. I know that today will be a good day. Okay. I know that today will be a good day. A, B, C. One, two, three. Drink some water. Brush my. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 